the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever. We just wrapped up the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics are headed to the championship against Monaco's team, the Warriors. Monaco, how are you feeling so far about the championship? Obviously, it's, it's starting here in a little bit. We've got two really great teams. What, what, what are your thoughts? I know you're a Warriors guy, so is it a head versus heart battle for you, or do you really feel good about the Warriors in the finals? I'm definitely live emotional about this series. You know, I grew up a, a diehard Laker fan. So it's, you know, it's borderline sports betting aside, impossible to root for the Boston Celtics in the NBA finals. Now I know we both had the Celtics to win the Eastern conference. We both had the Warriors. So we're sitting pretty and playing with house money, but I'm just looking I've been looking at the the painting in a bunch of different ways in the series and going, of course, with matchups, looking at statistics. But I I hate to be this guy, but the experience versus, I mean, I don't want to say this is grown men versus kids because there's some veterans on the Celtics, but we're talking about 123 combined games in the NBA Finals of exper- of, play- of NBA Finals experience in the playoffs. Versus zero. Right. So that has to have a factor. Now, that's probably more of a factor in game one, maybe game two, as you get later in the series. You know, you get to know each other. You become more comfortable from a Boston point of view. But the big three and Kerr having been there and uh, several of these key components off the bench who have been there, the, uh, we, of course, aren't getting Iguodala. Hopefully we do. I don't think he he's going. But even Looney, there's just – Something to be said about that. And then you have to look at the fact that the Warriors haven't lost a home game in the playoffs. I, literally, they're 8-0 and and undefeated protecting the Chase Center. And they've also won a road game in all three series. So I'm looking at all of these intangibles. And then I'm breaking down playoff stats. And I'm seeing 
that the Warriors are the number one points per game team in the playoffs at just under 115. They're averaging the most field goals made. Boston's 10th. Boston's eighth in points per game, by the way. The Warriors have the most assists in the NBA playoffs. Boston's fifth. They're more efficient from three. They're actually out-rebounding Boston, which is fascinating considering we all think the Warriors play small ball. But Looney's been unbelievable. Draymond's been unbelievable on the block. And we have, of course, home court advantage. So I'm definitely not counting out Boston, but I'm on the Warriors to win the series. I'm holding a nice little Willy Wonka plus 290 Warriors to beat the Celtics ticket right now. I fired on that in the middle of the conference finals. I'm just nervous about Boston. Liv, I'll toss it back to you. They've been very impressive, and their road, I think, is more impressive than the Warriors' road because they didn't have to see the Suns. I mean, they took down Katie and Kyrie. They took down the defending champs, and then they took down the number one seed. So I'm, I'm not knocking the Boston Celtics here, but they've also had to go to seven games twice. Fatigue and injuries are also part of my thinking and rationale here. Robert Williams can't stay on the court healthy. Marcus Smart's been in and out questionable. I got to go with the experienced team, and I really feel like the Warriors have something to prove. But I'm going to toss it back to you. I mean, yeah, you, you said a lot of great things. I mean, this is, this is going to be a very exciting um, finals run here for both teams. I think my one concern for the Warriors is that we have seen them in, in a couple series now in the playoffs kind of kind of playing with their food and the food starts getting cold. It's like you guys can't in, in this spot against a team like the Celtics with such an efficient defense with such dogs that are that are to me very competitive. And, and like you mentioned, that man versus boy thing, I actually think that could work for the Celtics um, work in the Celtics favor here. I mean, they are truly playing ball knowing that they are um, up against arguably the best team in the league in terms of experience, in terms of you know, now rebounding and efficiency and scoring. So they know what they're up against. And I think this is the type of team that is, is going to rise to the occasion. I would argue that the Celtics have had much tougher competition to face thus far than the Warriors. And that's just my personal opinion. So I do think that the Celtics have kind of seen, seen it all. They've, you know, they've gone against one of the best guys in the league and Giannis, they went against a very great team, the Miami Heat. They're great on both sides of the ball. The Warriors, obviously they face the Grizzlies. No knock to the Grizzlies, but you know they have a lot of a lot of growing to do, a lot of maturing to do in terms of basketball. As for the Mavs, I think the Mavs were kind of a team that people didn't really even expect to get that far. So I think that to this point, the Celtics have had a little bit more prep work. They've had a little bit more. Um, they've had tougher competition. That's kind of how I feel right now. So I feel like they are in a good spot. You know, I'm I'm feeling very optimistic about the Celtics for many reasons. Whether they win the, the the championship or not, I think this was a massive year for this program. Ime Udoka making it to the finals as his first official year of as a as a head coach for the Boston Celtics is huge. Um, we're seeing Jason Tatum play excellent basketball. We're seeing um, you know, Marcus Smart has been that guy. Obviously, you mentioned health, and that is a huge thing for me. I was taking a look at some of the player props that I liked um, looking ahead to this series, some of the trends that I was seeing that I was potentially looking at um, Marcus smarts in a great position to play very, very well in this next series. However, his health is kind of that big unknown factor. It's that big question mark. And we haven't really seen the warriors battle a ton of health issues in the postseason, which obviously is going to make a huge difference. So, you know, to play devil's advocate, I think that the Boston Celtics are a very tough team. They're very competitive. Their defense is outstanding. And I think 
defense does win championships. I mean, we have seen this Warriors team face teams like the Grizzlies where Steph wasn't having standout games every single game. You know, the Grizzlies found a way to control him and, and, and lock him up in a lot of situations. We saw the same thing for Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole. They kind of all rotated in terms of being defended really, really well. So if this Celtics defense finds a way to slow down those stars, which I think they're totally capable of, I think we're going to have a very interesting series. I think really what it boils down to is the best offense versus the best defense. And so it really is just going to, it's just going to depend on now saying that having said that, like you mentioned, the rebounding that we're seeing from Looney, um, this Warriors defense is not bad. I'm not saying that it's, you know, it's like the best versus the worst, not at all. They have a great defense. And then on the flip side, the Celtics also have a great offense. So it's a, it's a toss up for me and I'm trying not to be emotional about it as well, because I have been, riding with the Celtics for some time now. And I kind of feel like I'm a little bit of a bandwagon fan at this point, but I think defense is the name of the game when you're, when you're in this final stretch. And I think the Celtics have the better ones. So it'll be interesting to see health is going to play a huge factor. I do think playoff experience, <clears throat> excuse me, is very important as well. Um, and the Warriors have a whole lot more of that. So it's going to be interesting, Monica. I don't know. I really don't have a stance on this. I know you do have another bet for this series um, that you're liking. Do you want to tell everyone what that is? I know you you like the Warriors to win the series, but didn't you also sprinkle on them at minus one and a half? Yeah, I, I think that, that plus money, I don't love laying minus 160 ever, but I do think I, I could see it going seven, but yeah. part of me feels like, the Warriors take care of home court and they steal one in Boston. And I am, I'm liking the minus one. I took it against the Mavericks and it hit easily. I'm, I'm thinking that the Warriors don't want to get into a zigzag series here. And you kind of saw that in the last two series with the Bucks and the, and the heat with Boston and Boston prevailed on the zigzag theory. And the one thing that I love about this Warriors team that I don't love about Boston, particularly in game seven, and, and I was I was hammering Boston minus two and a half, minus three, so I, I got very concerned at the end there, is their ability to close games. And when you're on the biggest stage, we've seen the Warriors do this, you know, that closeout game against Memphis. That was back and forth all the way. Remember, we were both on the Grizzlies plus eight, and then the Warriors blow them out at the end, and they cover and win by double digits. It did the same thing, essentially, the whole game and the closeout game against the Mavs. The Celtics were up by 12 points with two and a half to go. Yep. And Jimmy Butler had a chance to steal the series. Yep. That is terrifying to me. And that's yep. where I think the experience, that's where I think the experience or lack thereof with Boston going against an experienced team like the Warriors is going to come back to bite them. And, you know, just a little more in the weeds of the the Celtics defense and where they're at versus this Warriors offense, Celtics actually have given up the the third most mid-range shots in terms of attempts in the regular season and the most long mid-range shots, which is outside of 14 feet, um, but just inside the three-point line. And the ability for the Warriors to create for themselves – and move around. I mean, if you look at the defensive scheme in the Bucks series and the Heat series, it was, let's stop Giannis, let's stop Butler, let's make everyone beat us. I don't see that being the Warriors' formula. They're too fundamentally sound and too well coached to say, okay, let's 
let's take Curry out of the equation from a Boston point of view, and then let's make everyone else beat them. They already play four, five, six guys in the double figures in most of their wins. That is their formula. And Curry, uh, he's averaging just under 26 team high, kind of segueing into one of these props I like on the playoffs. He's had four 30-point games, 129. This is just from Memphis on. I think Curry with the highest points average and most threes average in the series at plus 430 on FanDuel is worth a sprinkle. I think Marcus Smart's going to do his best. But again, Curry does what Reggie Miller did, what Rip Hamilton did. He runs you out of exhaust into exhaustion. And I just don't think with Marcus Smart's health, he's going to be able to handle that for 40 plus minutes, game in, game out. Right. I'll toss it back to you from a prop perspective. Is there anything else you're looking at player wise or anything on the FanDuel specials that you like? Yeah. Well, first, before we jump into props, you mentioned like game seven and the Warriors not wanting it to get there. The, the Warriors do have home court advantage in this series. So that's obviously a difference maker. However, I got this tweeted at me um, just the other day. And this tweet was very interesting to me because I did not know this. This person said teams are 34 to 110 on the road in game seven in NBA's history. The Celtics have won 25 of them. <laughs> so 25 of those 34 wins in a game seven on the road have been from the Celtics. So something to keep in mind, the Warriors maybe do want to avoid a game seven here because if they've done it 25 times before, they can certainly do it again. And actually it's 26 now because they just won last you know the last game I, I'm, Larry Bird so, ain't nowhere to be found Liv Larry Bird is retired <laughs> playing golf and I'm just, I'm, just sharing, I'm just sharing the facts Monica no but really on a on a player prop note I had mentioned earlier Marcus Smart we have seen the Warriors struggle to defend those point guards we saw John Morant have an outstanding performance against the uh the Warriors we saw the same thing from Luka Doncic so if Marcus Smart can stay healthy, I do think we see a standout performance from him throughout this series. Obviously, health has been a huge factor for him and his game back and forth. You know, he's in, he's out. So that's obviously a bit of concern. But I want to also talk a little bit about the other side of the ball, the other team. Our guy, the Volume Sports' very own Draymond Green, is actually in a great position in this series to do a little bit of everything in the last 15, the Celtics are giving up the fourth most points to opposing power forwards, the first most rebounds to opposing power forwards and the second most assists to opposing power forwards. You mentioned the playoff experience. Draymond green is that guy that I think in a pressured final situation, you trust him to just show up and do his job. Um, that's what he does best. I also, I also think when you're facing a really tough defense like the Celtics, you need an aggressive and an intense player like Draymond Green to get in there and to get chippy. We know he's going to do it. We know we're going to see him run in his mouth. We know he's going to get intense. Um, so I think he's in a really great position. His points, rebounds, and assists, depending on where it's sitting for each of these games, might be something to look at because we really haven't seen Draymond Green have a huge offensive performance yet. So his, his line may be on the lower side. Um, I think it's because, you know, you factor in foul trouble. You factor in the fact that he doesn't really need to have these huge offensive games because of the people that are on his team with him. Um, that being said, he's in a great spot. He's facing a Celtics team that doesn't defend those point those power forwards very well. 
Um, and I think if that Celtics defense prioritizes guys like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, there may be more opportunities for Draymond to get some points. Um, we know he's going to rebound. Uh, obviously, Looney has kind of stepped into rebound as well, so that makes a little bit of a difference. But I do think Draymond Green is in a great position in this next series to uh, hit his over points, rebounds, and assists a few times. What's your thoughts on matchups as far as who's going to be guarding who? And, and do you see any mismatches in particularly these starting fives? Um, I don't know if I see mismatches, but I do know that I, I, I think the, the position that I'm worried about the most in terms of the Celtics is, is going to be that center position. I think if you would have asked me in the regular season, I would have said not worried about it. Kevon Looney wasn't really doing anything impressive to me. You know, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't this standout, incredible, you know, player to me defensively or offensively. Um, postseason, Looney is a completely different story. And I think when you have a center for the Celtics, like Robert Williams, who is completely capable of going head to head with Looney, but his health, I mean, will we see him in every game? I, I probably not. We haven't seen that yet. So I think that center position to me, there's the biggest discrepancy in talent. And we know how valuable the center position is, especially when it comes to defense, especially when it comes to getting boards. Um, I think rebounding is the name of the game. I have always said it in, in the game of basketball, offensive rebounds give you another chance at a bucket and defensive rebounds prevent the other team from another chance at a bucket. I think re rebounding in this series is going to be massive. And if Looney continues to play the way that he's been playing in the postseason. I do worry about that for the Celtics because, again, Robert Williams, completely capable, uh, but the health thing is a huge, a huge factor for me. I'm excited about that point guard position. I think that's going to be awesome. I think, you know, you've got the defensive player of the year versus a guy like Steph Curry. I think it's going to get intense. I think it's going to be electric and exciting. So I'm loving that. Um, I also think, you know, in terms of, you know, obviously shooting guards, you've got some interested to see the Wiggins. Tatum situation. I think Tatum may actually push Wiggins to take some, you know, take some more three point shots to be a little bit more aggressive on offense. I think Wiggins, he, he takes a lot of heat um, because maybe his lack of consistency, I think frustrates people. I know I had him in a parlay. Jason and I did a collaborative parlay for one of the games versus the Mavs and Wiggins from the three. Um, <laughs> we only needed two. And he was 0 for 8 from the three-point line. So can he afford to do that in this series when he's up against Jason Tatum? No, he cannot. Um, so that's, I would say, there's a little bit of a little bit of concern there for the Warriors maybe that, you know, I think they're going to need everybody to step up because they don't know, you know, is Steph going to be locked down tonight? Is is Clay going to be locked down tonight? Um, so guys like Wiggins have to have a little bit more consistency in this series. So I would say biggest concern that center position and maybe the center position for the Celtics is a concern. Small, small forward position for the Warriors is maybe a little bit of a concern. Yeah. Let's talk out this, uh, this against the spread conversation. I mean, we're seeing a three and a half point opening line in game one. And I don't expect unless the Warriors run them out of the building in game one, which I don't see, I, I do see them covering in the first game. Do you think if three and a half, let's say maybe four and a halfs are highest number in the entire series, how much do you think for betters out there listening that against the spread is going to be something you want to take 
the underdog with because the Warriors are 4-0 in their last four as favorites covering, and the Celtics are the best cover in the playoffs. So I just think if you're going to take a team to win in a game-by-game approach, I think you take them and swallow the points or go just take take them to cover as well as the money line. What say you on the against the spread conversation in this series? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a hot topic all over my Twitter feed and everywhere else that we're seeing a lot of blowout games in this postseason that we're just like not not a ton, but more than we probably should. I mean, there's a lot there's been a lot of situations with the Celtics where they one second they're, you know, they're blowing out the other team and then they get blown out like that. We've seen a lot of back and forth throughout the postseason. Um, we also saw it with the Warriors and and the, and the Grizzlies. It was it was a very interesting, like kind of hard to get a read. I think the Warriors in this first game will cover. I think we'll see what we've seen from the Celtics a lot, which is they kind of let their guard down in game one. I think it's kind of a game where they just sit back and observe like, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to do moving forward? What is this team like? We saw it against the Bucks. We saw it against the Heat. Um, they lost both of their first games in both of those series. So I think we see the same thing here. I think the Warriors cover at home. I do think we could see by game two, that button up zigzag theory that you always mentioned that Boston kind of figures it out, figures out what, what they need to do. I think I worry a little bit more towards the end of the series about those underdog cover bets, because I do think fatigue is going to play a role. I do not think this is going to be an easy series for either team. Um, I think it's just going to be a lot of back and forth, um, a lot of really tough defense from both from both teams. So Warriors, I definitely lean to cover in game one. But I do think we see what we've seen from the Celtics team throughout the entire postseason, which is kind of buttoning up, figuring out. I think that that is a testament to how well coached they are, that they can kind of learn from their losses and figure out what they need to improve on. Um, I do think there is value. You know, I haven't really noticed a ton of success betting the underdogs to cover because those spreads have been so small. I think if you think an underdog is going to cover taking the money line, I have found is the better value and it seems to work just fine. Like a spread, like three and a half. If you really feel like the Celtics are going to win game one, I wouldn't take them to cover. I would just take them to win outright. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I do think the Warriors will cover this first game, but I don't know. Yeah, like you said, I mean, the Celtics right now have the best postseason against the spread record at 12 and six. And then, the, the you know, the Warriors are just behind them um, after the Grizzlies at nine and seven. So then you factor in that home court advantage, though, and how well the Warriors play at home. And that's a whole different ballgame. So I'm not sure how I feel about the, the games down the road, because obviously where that line sits is going to make a huge difference for me in terms of kind of who I'm taking in that game. But for the first game, I definitely think the Warriors will cover and win. Well, that is a phenomenal discussion to kick off the NBA yes. finals. Um, uh, so you, you haven't decided yet. Cause I'm, I'm on the Warriors. Clearly. I, it sounds like you might be leaning Boston. Well, let me tell you my, my heart is leaning Boston. 100%. My head is is maybe leaning the Warriors a little bit. So it's a really tough thing for me right now. Again, I just think that playoff experience, like I could just see it now. I can see the Warriors, you know, Steph holding his kids after game seven, confetti's flying. I 
I can see it. I really can. I mean, the Warriors are just really stinking good, and the playoff experience makes a huge difference, especially in a finals run. I think, as you mentioned earlier, the Celtics have really, really pushed their limits in every series they've been in. It's gone game seven for both series for them. So they have not had it easy up to this point. Um, They battle health issues. They're fatigued. But they're a tough team. They are a tough team. And I think sometimes to play devil's advocate to the playoff experience, sometimes not having as much pressure on your shoulders actually works to your favor. And I think that we could see that here. I think we could see a ton of pressure, a ton of public money on the Warriors and the Celtics just kind of playing ball the way they know how to play ball, the way that they played ball all season to get them where they're at. So I don't know, Monica, I think heart is Celtics head is leaning maybe slightly warriors right now, but it's, it's a tough call for me right now. It's tough. Well, make sure everyone listening to come back and tune in on Thursday for our game one best bets and another deep dive into this series. It's going to be phenomenal. There will be no sweeps. That is for sure. I think it could go the distance or at least six. So for Liv, I'm Alex. You're watching the best gambling show ever, and we will see you on Thursday for game one.